You're listening to Down Goes Frazier, bringing you the best mixed martial arts, combat sports, and that in combat sports does include professional wrestling. I'm your host, Jason Frazier, alongside is a guy who does not probably agree with that, and it's Jeremy Johnson. How's it going today, man? I am great, sir. And no, of course, it still doesn't go at it. No matter how many times we do this intro, you need to fix it. I'm just telling you now. It's in there. It it, is it, in it's ugh. Combat sports includes MMA, boxing, and pro wrestling. Oh, uh, combat see. sports includes boxing, mm-hmm. kickboxing, mixed martial arts. I would go as far as to say like grappling and karate tournaments, but not professional wrestling. Just saying. We'll agree to disagree on that, but maybe we can find some common ground on some of the other topics we'll discuss today. Um, you know, it's it's been a pretty uh, I would say I don't say eventful kind of kind of lighter week, normal, but pro sports is back, and I'm enjoying that. I know you're not a big pro sports fan though, so that doesn't really probably probably move the needle for you. Well, I think it was kind of funny that you posed a question to me on social media this week to where, what would I rather have, baseball or pro wrestling? And did you like my answer? That's right. I said brain busters for everybody because I can stand baseball less than I can pro wrestling. Man. But I couldn't, I couldn't say that before at the old job because, you know, home yeah, of the Cardinals they're... and the Blues and, bull, <laughs> you know, whatever. But, yeah, can't, uh, can't, can't really get into the whole baseball thing. Especially and is, now. And I just want to give a little bit of history for maybe new listeners to realize how much or how the lack of, like, giving zero you-know-what about pro sports <laughs> Jeremy Johnson has. As many of the people know, or if you follow hockey, you realize the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup. We are in St. Louis. We are located here. And that's where our base is at. I have been born and raised in this city. Yeah, and you know the Blues have never had never won a Stanley Cup until last year, so it was a big deal around town. You know who the only person didn't know the Blues had made it to the Stanley Cup Finals was in the whole city when we were getting ready to do a show. The guy on the other side of this phone line did not realize that was happening. He said, "Oh, they did what? They won?" I'm like, "Are you serious?" The whole community. Is talking about it. So not only is he not like sports, I'm like, who do you hang out with? <laughs> I'm, the sad part is, is like, I got some friends who are, you know, I mean, apparently, I guess they were professional athletes at one point in time. But, you know, I, I didn't know. They were just dudes who hung out and drank beer. I guess they used to play hockey, too. Who knew? So for, like, MMA enthusiasts on this phone, you know, the MMA crowd are just like him. think everything else is, you got a friend. He doesn't care about anything else besides MMA. We Anything that does not involve a martial art or judo or, you know, anything of that nature gives, doesn't care. Does not care. Jason, does not I'm a voice needle. for my generation. I am a voice for my generation. So, so what? Oh, here's a question. What What are some things you do outside, to, uh, outside of, like, when you're not watching MMA, when you're not calling fights, when you're not styling your hair, what do you do? Wait, did you really go to not styling your hair? That hurts, Jason. Um, I, I, well, I'm, I, I'd like to train in the world of combat sports. Um, I also am a huge whiskey enthusiast, so I do spend a lot of my time sampling uh, the good stuff. So, do I play sports? No. Do I watch sports? If it's not kicking, punching, or doing something to that effect, nope, not a chance. The, the hair dig was a little shy because I got my feelings hurt in the way to record the show today. 
Um, well, is it does it involve TikTok? I mean, no, because your, that- your wife is screwing with you enough on TikTok that I mean, your feelings should be hurt way more than just being here. This involves a guy at Walgreens. Walgreens of all places. I went in to buy some some items for my trip that I'm going to Indy for a beat baseball tournament, which for people who don't know, it's a baseball that's adapted for the blind and visually impaired. I went into Walgreens. I'm sitting there checking out. You know, if the guy if the guy asked me a question. He says, when are you going to join the club, man? You're about there. I said, what club? You know, I'm like, what's he talking about? And he points to the top of his head, and he's bald. I said, I know this dude is not trying to say, like, I see your bald spot, Jason. Go ahead and get rid of it, which I was a little salty about it, but I was. And I'm like, I'm still holding out hope, man. I'm hoping out, like, you know, I can regain something in the fourth quarter here. Something will come back for me. You know, um, no, it, it's not going to happen, Jason. Let's be perfectly honest here, bud. I mean, if, if you go check us out on TikTok at DGF Combat Sports, you can see what Jason's hairline looks like, and it's it's falling quickly. So, my so should I just give it up? Is that what you? I mean, friends don't let friends to make bad decisions, Jeremy. So I trust your opinion. Am I supposed to go ahead and shave my head here? It, it's time to shave it. I'm telling you now. I was maybe, maybe a tight fade on the sides just to see what the top holds up, but I think it's about time. Man, that's not the news that I want to hear. <laughs> I was like, I, hadn't, I haven't brought this to my wife. It asked you first because my wife is going to put me in a TikTok video, so I didn't ask her yet. Well, yeah, no, I uh, I hate to say it, buddy, but, yeah, I think it, if, if you can't hit the fade on the sides anymore, it's it's time to go. Damn it. Man, that's disappointing news. Um, almost as a, as disappointed as the news I've been giving to people on social media, and also from the show last week, I've, I've I picked up your level of haters this week. You know, when you talk about no fake fight and talk about pro wrestling, I know how you feel now because people are mad because of what I said and what I've been saying on social media about who I believe is going to win this exhibition. I don't know if there's actual winner, but when Roy Jones and Mike Tyson square off. I didn't know that people were so, so did ups- you, upset. Did you see the rules? Did you see the rules on this fight? You know, break down these rules for everybody. Well, I haven't went through all of them yet, but apparently there's no judges. So either they're going to be a draw, knock the crap out of each other, or if anybody gets cut, then it's an automatic stoppage of the fight. That's where they're going with this. Mm, that's interesting. So all these. So bets does that change the- your bet? Well, does that I'll- change your bet? Well, I'm willing to take bets. People have been throwing bets at me. Put money on it. I know I'm not supposed to say I don't encourage sports gambling, but if you know a little side bet, side wagers, I'm tempted to take it because my argument is everybody is talking about sharing. They're sharing videos of Mike Tyson damn near crying, talking about, oh, I'm so ready to get physical again and hit people and blah, 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 you out of this. Oh, Roy Jones is in trouble. And I keep reminding them Roy Jones just had a professional boxing match two years ago. Mike Tyson, it's been 15 years. He also said he was going to eat the children of Evander Holyfield. He got his ass whooped. So I'm not worried about him crying and talking. I like Mike Tyson. Don't get me wrong. But I think Roy Jones, people are shortchanging Roy Jones Jr. here. You know, I do. I agree with you. I have seen Roy in the gym for years. And I think that people got a rude awakening coming. But the cool thing is, is that I am working on something for you, one Jason Frazier. Are you ready for this? Yes. 
we may have Roy Jones Jr. next week. I'm not guaranteeing it yet, but we are on par to get Roy Jones Jr. on the show. That would be awesome because I want to let him know that I'm in his corner. I believe that, like, this fight is his. I think that people, you know, it's, it's different. And it's different when you're seeing somebody hitting, you know, a punching bag hitting guys with full body pads on, standing there for him. And, of course, it looks frightening and menacing. But, I mean, Roy Jones isn't standing there to get hit. He's going to be moving. So, I and I think people forget how bad of a guy, bad of a man Roy Jones was in his prime, too, in his heyday. So, I think people are forgetting that. Oh, I agree completely. Roy Jones Jr. was a badass whenever in the prime of his career i mean he was still winning like i like you said up until 2018 when he did his final match i mean he's still out there winning so this is this is gonna be a fun fight and i may be a little biased i smoke i drink is still one of my favorite all-time rap songs is still in my music library right now but shout out to the body head uh body head bangers it was like roy jones uh roy jones music group great music came from there i appreciate it so I'm I, I had I had no idea that was actually a thing. Thank you for educating me. Yeah, so that there he, was Roy Jones Jr. boxing music. Who knew? No he, no, he had his own record label. He had prominent artists on there. It was great. Great songs came out of that era. You need to go check it out. Roy was a rapper himself. Good stuff. Quality stuff. I'm introducing you to. You you really are. I'll I'll have to check that one out next. So we'll see how that plays out. Definitely see how that plays out, but. I know but what it, 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 it got me though, Jason. I mean, you know, you talk about all of this stuff and you talk about me talking trash about pro wrestling and things. You know what? Our guest today, I think that I may need to throw down. I mean, he's the he is the guy of Midwestern professional wrestling. So what do you think? I don't know. Matt Jackson, he's, he's he does more of the matchmaking now. He may have a good opponent for you. We'll have to ask him that, and we'll have to ask him more. I know St. Louis Anarchy is looking to get up and running. Also, a guy who wrestles prominently in St. Louis Anarchy, uh, uh, Warhorse, is going to be taking on Cody Rhodes, you know, kind of a match made by the fans. And we'll get to talk to him about kind of how he feels about the rise of Warhorse. We'll talk to Matt Jackson here next on Down Goes Frazier. Down Goes Frazier, steady rolling on here on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn. You name the platform, we're on it right now. Jeremy Johnson's still alongside me. And fortunately right now, also is joining us on the line right now from St. Louis Anarchy. The guy who runs the show there, Matt Jackson, joins us. Matt, it's a pleasure having you on today. Oh, yeah, thank you for having me. And just kind of, you know, you guys are set for to return to action Next week, August 7th. But just tell me, what's it been like trying to prepare for this show, considering everything with the new normal, the new regulations um, that, you know, you're not accustomed to worrying about when you're preparing for a wrestling show? Yeah, you know, it's weird. Preparing for the actual show hasn't been that bad. I mean, it's, you know, we got a uh, touchless uh, thermometer, so our... uh, so people can get their temperatures taken. Uh, we got hand sanitizer. Those things were easy to get. It, it was more deciding if we were going to run and if we would be able to uh, do that under the current restrictions. So that was the difficult part, figuring out a way that we would be able to have events, which is why the whole 
spirit of Spalding was created because it essentially cuts our crew in half and we're able to run two events instead of one. And, and that was actually the more difficult thing. Once we figured out we could do that, the actual preparing for the events, I mean, there's uh, new stuff we have to do that we never had to do before, but it hasn't really been that difficult, but it's definitely a different time. Yeah, definitely to say at least definitely a different time there. And, you know, kind of talk about this too. You know, when you look at, you know, WWE, of course, it's been going on and AEW still been going strong and you watch, you know, maybe Impact does it, you know, a couple tapings. But what's it this really been like the Impact negative? I don't know if you can, you know, there may be some positives I'm not thinking about. But what's this do for, you know, independent promotion during this time? Just how, like, the whole world, the whole pro wrestling world outside of the big companies stopped? Yeah, I mean, that has been extremely difficult, you know. Uh, WWE and AEW obviously are multi-billion dollar uh, businesses where we definitely are not. So when this all happened uh, and we were forced to shut down in March, I mean, we had, I don't know, seven, eight flights bought that we weren't able to get money back from. So that was, I believe we're up to the point now where this pandemic's cost the company around three grand, maybe, mm. maybe a little bit more than that. Um, and you know, that's, you know, that's not just like money we have laying around. So like, mm-hmm. it's difficult. Uh, it forces you to have to do different things that make sure that not only, you know, your life can stay stable as far as paying your bills, but so that your promotion can. So for me, I'm actually doing this interview from a part-time job that I picked up during this to make sure that we would be okay and that, you know, that I'd be okay. So it, it is, uh, it's difficult in the aspect of, you know, money loss because there was definitely a fair amount of money lost. Uh, you know, there, there are, you can, you can try to find positives in anything. At least that's what I believe. So for us, you know, we did things like, we put a lot of focus on our YouTube channel, which is something we had neglected for years. Uh, but we put some focus on that. You know, we got our subscribers up some. We, we've put out a lot of uh, online content through Game Night, through Inside Anarchy, all stuff that airs on our YouTube. So that's stuff that's more difficult to focus on when you're running live events once a month. So through this, we were able to focus on that. So that, that's a positive that could be taken away from it. But, yeah, the negative is, you know, outside of the fans not having the shows to come to and the wrestlers not being able to work and us not being able to provide any kind of live entertainment, it, it's the, uh, you know, the financial ramifications that have been there. Uh, and, and that's difficult. So what has it been like then to have to deal with, you know, as you mentioned, the fans not being able to see the shows? What has been the reaction that you've seen from the fans coming now to your YouTube channel or trying to find other outlets for content? How have the fans reacted? Uh, well, for our fans, I mean, it started off with extreme sadness because, I mean, our I truly believe that our fans are some of the most passionate fans in wrestling and to have to take that product away, the live product. Uh, they definitely took it hard. Um, that's why we worked so hard to provide online content during this. Um, so yeah, and so, but on the flip side, they have supported it through the YouTube, through IWTV, where you can watch old events. But, you know, that only lasts so long, and then people want that live action again. But 
you know, our fans have definitely stuck by us. I mean, a lot of our fans didn't even ask for refunds from the March event we had to cancel because, you know, they, they understood what, what that could mean for the promotion. So a lot of fans were just like, Oh, you know, keep the money. We, we, we understand. And, you know, we're definitely grateful of that. And, you know, our, our fans have been great during this. That's uh, definitely something I need to point out because they've been, uh, they've stuck with us through this whole entire thing through our Patreon, like they, you know, help support through that. So yeah, they've been, our fans have been great. And, you know, kind of thing with the, the YouTube stuff and kind of the, the making sure you're getting your digital platforms together. I think one thing that's really come out of this and it was kind of happening before, because I would see, you know, like Gabe Sapolsky, I remember posted, you know, was talking about, oh, this is a great match between um, the besties and uh, J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry uh, at, at one of your shows. And I've seen other people, national people, um, post things about, you know, when they go back and watch Anarchy uh, matches and they're talking about the grace of this coming out of St. Louis. And me being, I, I'll admit, I'm a homer. So, like, I like to see when people are, you know, saying great things about things going on in, in this area that I'm in. So how has that just kind of helped you not only, you know, maybe with fans, but also national, you know, whether it's writers or or other promoters look and say, oh, man, they're doing some great stuff down in Anarchy. Yeah, I mean, I guess with that, with everything kind of paused there for four months, you can all you're gonna eventually work your way through what you normally watch. So for us, fan wise and you know other promoter or booker wise away from St. Louis, eventually they're gonna probably stumble upon some of your stuff because they're they can only watch so much of what they normally do. So and there's nothing new coming out, or there wasn't for a while. So eventually, yeah, I mean it we did pick up some things like we did a, uh, with, with journey pro, we put on an Ironman match with Fred Yehi and Jeremy Wyatt. They did an Ironman match for charity and, uh, that blew up really big, which yeah, I would like to think it would anyway, but definitely with there not really being much else going on, it, it helped that blow up and help raise money and, and things like that. And then that was another one that, uh, Gabe Sapolsky had commented on. So, yeah, when everything's paused, eventually everyone's going to kind of work their way through everything that's out there. But I guess that would be another small positive to this is it's helped the wrestlers get their stuff out there more, even though they're not able to actually work. So do you think that the social media end of this has been what's kind of kept you guys going through all of it? Yeah, for the, I mean, it, it definitely is important. I mean, for us, we, when I first brought back Anarchy, I, I didn't bring this back to, uh, just run a wrestling show. Like I, I do my best to run this as a, as a business, which means we have to be profitable to, to run. So we are very careful with our spending and we have been since we've come back. And that turns out to be a huge blessing when things like this happen. So we had a fair amount of company savings at the start of this, which is, the big reason we're still able to run. So it's a combination of being smart with our spending and how we run our business on top of, yeah, like we had a huge amount of momentum coming into this year. Our first two events this year, both sold out. We were getting tons of online praise. Like we, we had a ton of momentum going into our March event, which was trending towards a sellout and then everything gets shut down. So, the online aspect of it all, it helps 
you have to have that momentum. You have to have the product out there. So that that's where the online stuff comes in through the new content. We were able to kind of keep that momentum going best you can when you're not able to run the live event. Yeah. And I was like, it's hard to, you know, when you're getting that live event revenue, it's not the same, but um, like I said, you guys will find a way to stay relevant and, and keep things moving. And also I think one thing too, you guys have showcasing that you're a great spot for wrestlers to grow. And, you know, we're getting ready. It's Wednesday here, getting ready to watch AEW Dynamite. And I know a guy like, you know, from whenever I start covering things and kind of seeing him grow quite a bit um, is, is, you know, Jake Purnell, Warhorse, whichever the world now knows. How special is that for you to see him get an opportunity and kind of get, you know, not only just get the opportunity from AEW, but kind of get, you know, put in that position because a lot of people were – talking about him not only here in St. Louis, but nationally about how much they enjoy what he does. Yeah, it's great. I mean, anytime a guy that, you know, cuts his teeth in your promotion or your area and gets a big opportunity, it's almost like everybody's getting it. And, and Warhorse is a prime example of somebody who self-marketed and created a whole brand around himself. I mean, I, I would like to I'd like to take credit for it because he's definitely blown up, <laughs> but you know, he definitely built this brand on his own through the micro content on Twitter and, and videos. And he, he changed his, he changed some things up and finally found something that worked and he, he did a great job of, of branding and, you know, look, look what's happened from there. I mean, he's, he's blown up huge and he'll be on national TV here in a couple hours. So, Definitely great. I'm happy for him. Um, you know, he, he'll he be on our Block B events, which that first one is August 21st. So, you know, it'll be really neat to have him back at Spalding Hall after doing what he's going to do tonight. Especially if he gets a TNT title. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. That'd be that, nice. Wouldn't that be cool to watch? Wouldn't that be cool to watch? So, all right. Yeah. So we've got now we, – we've, we've seen a lot of talent, though, coming out of St. Louis. Who do you think is the next big one coming out of your promotion? I mean, there's a lot of them. I mean, I feel like we have we have a lot of guys who have already, like the besties in the world were the Evolved Tag Team Champions before that promotion closed. Uh, so, you know, those are two guys who should be under contract right now. Um, Kurt Stallion's another guy that is right there. Uh, Shark Bait, he was under Evolved contract already until they went out of business. Uh, so he's another guy. Uh, you know, Gary J is somebody that should be everywhere uh so he's another guy you have young talent like billy starks who's like 15 years old like in three years four years that girl is going to be incredible um i I mean i I, i'm obviously biased because it's my promotion but i mean i feel like our up and down our roster is is unbeatable um jeremy wyatt's a guy at 42 years old who just wrestled an hour and was flawless. The guy's one of the best wrestlers in the world. He should be everywhere. Fred Yehi is a guy that should be all over the place. Uh, so, I mean, there's just so many guys on our roster that are ready. It just all has to add up. I mean, things have to, it's like being in the right place at the right time. It's about somebody in a high level position saying that they know you and will give you an opportunity, but we have a whole roster of guys that are ready for that. And it's not just about your – I mean, of course, you guys have a great talent roster. But, you know, I tell people, you know, from when I've 
got to experience a couple of your events live and in person. It's a whole, di- it's an atmosphere. You guys aren't just about, you know, the in-ring competition, which is all, which is great, but it's a whole atmosphere around what you guys are doing at St. Louis Anarchy. Yeah, I mean, we worked really hard to, to build that. Um, we want to be more than just a wrestling show with matches on it, which there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I enjoy watching wrestling, obviously, but we wanted – we want our thing to be a whole experience and that's what we've worked hard to do. Um, I, it, all of our wrestlers are great and, and we've had a lot of wrestlers kind of come in and out, but really it's the brand that, that sells everything. And the fact that we are able to do this spirit of Spalding and granted it's a 50 person limit. So it's not like moving thousands of tickets, but we've sold out the first four of these events without ever advertising one match. I mean, it's, we've worked hard to build a brand and build an atmosphere to like, no matter who's on the card, you know, coming in that it's going to be worth your time because of just the atmosphere itself. Now tell us a little bit. I know the spirit of Spalding, I know you guys start August 7th, but just tell us how, I mean, you guys are pretty much sold out for this event. Am I correct? Yeah, both our August events and both our September events are sold out. Um, we'll be putting October tickets on sale. I'm not really sure yet. I mean, with, with the way things are, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. So we don't want to put too many events on sale at one time because you don't know if things are going to get locked down again. And so we're kind of being careful on when we put things on sale, hoping we're able to get through the events. But right now, August and September, both of those are sold out. But we will be streaming live on IWTV. Uh, if you don't have a membership, you can use the code STLANARCHY and get five days free. So you can watch the events live on there for August and September. Man, a lot of good stuff. I'm pretty stoked for this. This is going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, if you ever want someone now – Pierre, or I don't want to call it, I went flashback, I called you Pierre. Man, we, we went, <laughs> Wait, uh-oh. You know, uh, now, Jeremy Johnson. Wait a minute, are you, try, are you trying to get me a match? Are you trying to get me a match? I, I, don't, I, don't, know if the, I don't know if you will survive in Spalding Hall, because you would have a lot of heat since you're the, pro, the guy who's kind of down on pro wrestling. But if there was someone, if you oh. want to take a, you want to, you know, put a whooping on somebody who was, kind of negative about the sport who can we pick to beat down on jeremy johnson well, i would say probably gary that is great let's i, I like that oh i like that. Uh, hold on <laughs> G- give me give me how, how big is he how big is he oh he, he's not very big at all actually 185 pounds but it's he's tough yeah gary i'm in gary's probably 175 so there you go you maybe you have a chance are you should should we tell him that he probably doesn't or should we just let him believe that Matt? Should we just let it go on? <laughs> just Wait mess with his head How until I, I, of course I got a chance. What are you talking about? I mean, it's all it's all you know how Mike Tyson used to say it's all they everybody's a game plan until you get hit in the face? It's everybody's a game plan to get hit upside the head by a chair, one of those uh, Gary J uppercuts. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll wait to see what happens there. If we ever get a chance to maybe book that down the line, some fancy booking on my part. 
But, Matt, I always appreciate your time and always appreciate you, um, you know, definitely being very candid with us about how everything's kind of unfolded with, you know, as I call the COVID era and how you guys are adjusting and how you guys are making singles anarchy still happen and do live shows and keep your digital platforms going, too. But definitely appreciate your time today. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Thanks to Matt Jackson for joining us here on Down Goes Frazier. Hopefully we'll get that match set up between you and Gary J sometime in the near future. It'll, that would be fantastic. Like that was, that's I like, will take that man out. I I'm just gonna I'm gonna call it now. Unless he plays some of this, oh I got a chair stuff, you know, I'll take him. I'm not even scared. Oh, don't worry. He doesn't he doesn't use weapons at all. No, I've never <laughs> seen him use a weapon or cinder block or been hit with anything of that nature at all. Don't worry. Like, I'm just going to bait you in there and let you just go with that. But Bring them on, Hoss. Bring them on. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully that. Hopefully we can make something like that happen in the near future. Oh, man. that's all. I, I, I'm just picturing it now. You getting hit upside the head with, like, a chair. Like, I, you're my buddy <laughs> and all, but, like, sometimes I got to watch you get your comeuppance. you're into this idea is what you're telling me. Yeah, sometimes you got to get your comeuppance, man. Like, this is it's been about time. You've been sitting on this anti-pro wrestling thing for some years now without getting your comeuppance. It's about that time. It is about well, that time. I mean, you know, you could you could say whatever you want, but it's going to be to the point where I'm just going to do it. I'm going to whoop them and then I'm going to win and then you're going to feel bad because you you followed this all, your whole life and then some schmuck who does nothing in the corner walks out and whoops them. Done. Done. Mm, I, don't, I don't know. I don't see that one. I don't. I don't. I don't forecast that one. Now, what I do forecast yes. is a great fight coming up here in a few months that this guy made it for October. Justin Gaethje. Oh yes. Beebner Magomedov. Oh, yes. Man, like I am so happy that that fight was made and put. So we'll actually get like a true, uh, light lightweight champion finally. Um, you know, with all the interim titles and this person should have fought this person this time here these are literally the two top guys in the division now whenever Khabib has big fights besides the one with Connor something usually happens so I'm a little concerned there but I'm guessing since Tony Ferguson's not involved my fear is a little less uh, you know this fight actually happening in October well, I can see it. I think that uh, you know, with the UFC being the one who has really brought combat sports back in the in the time of COVID here, that I think that this fight happens 100%. I think that with all that has went on with Khabib, he's going to be even more dangerous. And when it all goes down, it is going to be ugly, and it is going to have gigantic ratings. I mean, gigantic ratings. What do you think those pay per view buy? Because I know Masvidal Usman did 1.3 million. What do you think that? This one will do. Oh, this I, I am banking at least that. At least that amount, if not more. That, that, I mean, I feel but, like that, that'll be the case, too. Well, you know why? It's because whenever you watch MMA without fans, it's awesome because you can hear the corners, you can hear the guys talk to each other. You want to talk about something that's kind of dumb? Is pro wrestling with no audience. I understand that the, it, it's a need. I mean, I'm not talking, I'm not talking smack now. But... I can't imagine that anybody actually watches this because it just kills the storylines of these guys jumping around and playing to a crowd that's not there. I mean, how do you feel about this? And is, are the ratings any good? Um, I here's this. We're in a, a weird day. I agree with you. 
<laughs> when it comes to pro wrestling. You know, your fans. fans are going to just stop if you stop agreeing or you start agreeing with me on everything. But here, just I'm, remember I'm, that. Let me, let, me, let me smooth things over a little bit. Because this I'm is the like, heel of this show. That's there, how it works. There's more to the story there. Now, like with a, what AEW has been doing with having the wrestlers in the crowd and kind of adding some personality to the audience, in addition to like the cheering and booing or whatever, but you see guys like can set up feuds because, oh, this person in the audience booed them and they're like, why are you booing me, man? And they, you know, like stuff like that. So it adds a little different element to the whole product and it's kind of fresh. Now, when I'm watching WWE and there's, this, you know, people banging against the glass and basically uncue to cheer and boo, it, it doesn't feel the same. And I think that WWE's been getting some really low ratings. Just this last Monday night, the lowest rating in the third hour of Raw in history happened this, this Monday night. The lowest rating they've ever received for the final hour of a broadcast. And that's crazy thing because everybody's at home for the most part. But now. So, I, well, before you get crazy, I got to ask, did you watch it? Um, I watched, I, I watched, right, now, now I watched Sasha and Asuka. I watched that very intently. That was a good match. Sasha and Bailey have been the highlights of probably WTV during the COVID era. The women's wrestling in general has been a highlight. Asuka's been great too. Um, now when Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler were about to wrestle, um, it was even between that or I forgot I had to do payroll for my job, so I processed payroll that night at that time period. It was on the TV, but I was not actively watching. So, so Jason, you're letting your own fans down. I'm sad think, for them right now. I don't think I am because I think a lot of them are in the same boat as me because evidently, you know, we're the hardcore fans. We watch no matter what. And WWE's counting on us to make, make sure all those ratings are still where they need to be at. We're not even really watching right now. So I don't think I'm the only uh, the one in, the only one in this this boat. And if I didn't have to talk about this on a regular basis, I probably may tune out. And it's going to be more difficult for me with Cardinals coming back and here and saying I'm a big Cardinals fan. Blues are going to be starting the playoffs. Going to be really into that. NBA is going to be starting their playoffs. Really into that. If those games fall on the same time as Monday Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown, I want more compelling TV. So I'm probably going to switch to those things instead. I'm sorry, not sorry. It's just the truth. WWE had a chance to make TV compelling in its time when they were the lone thing happening with current live TV every week, and they did not execute whatsoever. So, um, yeah, I'll be watching the Blues in the playoffs again, hopefully with another Stanley Cup, and hopefully you'll, remember, you'll know about this one. We'll keep you in the loop on this one. Oh, you need you need to keep me in the loop a little more this time, Jason. Let's be honest. I mean, I, I should have paid attention around the studio and saw all the people wearing the blues gear and stuff. But you know, I didn't. So it is what it is. I, I never claim to be a sports fan. I'm I'm just a, a guy who loves watching people beat the crap out of each other. That's that's all we need you to do for this show. So that that, that suffices. We don't <laughs> dabble too much in other things, but when we do, but yeah, if we, we if you want to check out previous episodes that was talking about people getting the crap beat or people beating the crap out of each other, make sure you go to the previous find those episodes on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, and also iHeartRadio. Make sure you go check us out on all those platforms where you can find down Ghost Frazier on every single one of them. Previous episodes, future episodes, go like and subscribe. You can catch us each week here, right here on Down Goes Frazier.
Perfect. All right. All right, Hit me Jay. up when it's done. All right.